0: Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, an emergency Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. There is no Jake. There is no Adam. Adam will be back tomorrow when we do our NFL Draft Bold Prediction Show. Then, of course, I will be back on Thursday, day of the NFL Draft, to discuss anything that is happening in the morning. Of the draft and I guess what while we're on it happy draft week to everybody but the big news is aaron Rodgers being traded to the new york jets um before we talk about that i do want to talk about the whole jameson williams uh situation and how he was suspended for six games um there were others that were suspended six games others that were suspended indefinitely um such as CJ Moore in Quintes Cephas. They were suspended indefinitely um, for betting on games. Jameson Williams was suspended six games for gambling. Now, uh, a lot of the questions that I think a lot of people have is well, what's the difference? And the difference is that CJ Moore and Quintes Cephas were suspended for betting on legitimate NFL games a la Calvin Ridley. Whereas Jamison Williams is not necessarily betting on games. He was gambling in other means. Um, I don't know the exact reason for the, or as to what the whole, what he was gambling on per se. I don't know that exact reason. If I did, I absolutely would, would tell you, but I just do not know that reason right now. Um, That reason probably won't come out um, just point blank. But he has been suspended for six games, and this has taken him completely off of my board. Um, it stinks enough that there was a delay last year coming into coming into the year um, with the recovery from the ACL injury. He only tallied one reception for 41 yards and a touchdown. I know for a lot of Dynasty players, there was some hope that Jamison Williams going to have a much bigger sophomore year, and now the season that that debut or that. I guess you can call it a debut, really, um, for Jamison Williams to be ready to go fully is now going to be delayed by six games, which really, really, really stinks. Um, I have not moved him in my official ranks as of yet. I think the big rankings move. I'm going to do all at once once the draft is officially over with, hence why I haven't done it yet. But I can tell you right now that Jameson Williams will be completely off of my board. Um, he, he's going to drop significantly to the point where I just don't even think I'm going to draft him. Uh, this is, however, very, very, very good news for Amon Ross St. Brown and his potential fantasy value, knowing that he's going to be once again the guy for the first six games uh, he's he is going to be very very comfortably a top 12 wide receiver in all formats um obviously that can change with the with the draft we don't know what the detroit lions are going to do uh Jake and I if you listen to our mock draft episode today uh there was some talk that maybe potentially the lions could go out and draft uh, a tight end at that at that spot it is definitely a possibility from what I've been told that they are definitely exploring that so obviously that could that could all change but as things stand right now I'm loving Amon Ross St. Brown especially for the first six games uh, of the season and 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 honestly longer than that you know really I mean there's I don't think there's any reason to suspect that Jameson Williams coming back is automatically going to be a pain in the uh, pain in the side of Amon Ross St. Brown. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is just going to be really, really good whether Jameson Williams is there or whether Jameson Williams is not. Uh, Marvin Jones is there. I don't really know if I have that much interest in him in fantasy, but if that is something that you are particularly interested in, Marvin Jones is there and does uh, seem to be the guy that would benefit the most um, and get some fantasy relevance at least for the first six weeks of the season. And now finally, Aaron Rodgers. This is an emergency podcast. We're not going to be on here for too long, but Aaron Rodgers is finally a New York jet. The trade had been coming down the pipeline. Jake and I had discussed this uh, just recently. We had discussed this, and we had both reported that nothing had changed on the Aaron Rodgers front, that that trade was in fact going to happen, and lo and behold, Monday afternoon, the trade was formally announced that the New York Jets have acquired Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers. The Jets are receiving uh, the Packers' number 15 overall pick Thursday night, and then we'll receive a 2023 fifth-rounder that will be used on the weekend. And the Packers are getting a first-round pick this year, so number 13 overall from the the Jets, a second-round pick from the Jets this year, sixth-round picks this year, and then a conditional second in 2024 that could turn into another one if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the Jets' total offensive plays in 2023. Rodgers is finally out, and he's now a member of the New York Jets. Uh, We can now properly talk about uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, uh, Michael Carter, Alan Lazard, we could finally talk about them and what their fantasy reputations now look like with Aaron Rodgers in tow. We could also start to talk about the Green Bay Packers and their fantasy uh, assets now that Aaron Rodgers is is no longer there. Uh, let's to start with the biggest one of them all. I mean, I, I've had Garrett Wilson throughout the process in my PPR ranks. I've had Garrett Wilson as a top 10 option. He's still there. He's my number seven receiver right now. Again, I really don't think I'm going to be moving Garrett Wilson anymore. That's just kind of where I've had Garrett Wilson ranked all along with the assumption that Aaron Rodgers was going to be a member of the New York Jets at some point. It was just a matter of when it has finally happened. Rodgers is a Jet. Garrett Wilson, my number seven wide receiver, he's going to be in line for a, a monster, monster season now that Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback and there is some stability At the position. I I do believe week in, week out. We're talking about Garrett Wilson. That has top five. If not higher upside week in, week out. Um, I mean let's face it too. Garrett Wilson was fantastic last year. With every other quarterback that the Jets had. Not named Zach Wilson. And now he's getting one of the greatest quarterbacks. To have ever done it. That's now going to be throwing him passes. So that's a significant, significant upgrade. uh, For Garrett Wilson. Uh, For Alan Lazard. I like it. I definitely like it. I'm not super high on Lazard to begin with. I have him as my wide receiver 52 in full point PPR. Uh, he'll be fine. He'll be a very solid number two receiver. And, you know, that's just kind of, you know, what he, what he's going to be. Number two, number three receiver is kind of where uh, he'll, he'll project and maybe that's maybe his ceiling. Uh, week in, week out. Micole Hardman could be a little bit interesting in, in, in deeper leagues. So that's really a, a a real dart throw uh if you're gonna be going that in the Micole Hardman uh direction. And now the running backs, I mean Brees Hall, phew, I mean I liked him. I liked him a whole lot. Obviously there are concerns with him about the with the ACL. You gotta think about that and say, okay, you know, where are you gonna take Brees Hall? That's not gonna be too detrimental because we've seen guys come back from the ACL injuries and not necessarily be 100% right out of the gate. But he's still a top 12 running back for me. I have my RB11 right now. I don't know if I'm going to move him up. Um, I don't think so unless something significantly changes. I don't really anticipate that I'm going to move Brees Hall up anymore, but he'll definitely – He'll definitely be in and around my RB twelve, or he'll be he'll be in and around RB one level um, when we get closer to, to drafts. I really don't anticipate uh, Brees Hall moving down uh, significantly or moving up uh, significantly. I think RB eleven is a pretty comfortable space uh, for Brees Hall. Pretty much, you'll he'll, he'll be getting him. Maybe some places you'll be getting him in the middle of round two. I would say more you're getting him. Late round two, early round three. I think it's a pretty comfortable spot where you could start to think about Brees Hall and 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 him being a member of your of your respective fantasy teams. And then Michael Carter, Michael Carter. I have outside my top fifty. Um, it's possible that I that I definitely move him in, especially you know when we start thinning out uh, the running back class. Like I still have guys like Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Jared McKinnon, Leonard Fournette. Those guys haven't even been signed yet. Um, so. It's it's entirely possible that Michael Carter will will move up my ranks again. I haven't done any rankings adjustments um, in probably about a week, just because I, I'm anticipating you know this this entire ranks just going to be completely revamped uh, after the NFL draft. Like I, I would probably say this time next week, we're probably talking about an entirely different set of ranks after the draft is done. Um, But with with that being said, I think Michael Carter, he's fine. I think if you draft Brees Hall, you have to go out of your way to make sure that you go ahead and you get Michael Carter for sure. Now for the Packers and and where they stand. And and obviously now it is Jordan Love time in Green Bay. It is his football team now. Uh, 24-year-old out of Utah State. We've been waiting for Jordan Love to finally get an opportunity uh, to be the guy. He is the guy now, and what is this going to look like for him? Uh, I have Jordan Love right now as my QB 21. I can definitely see myself moving Jordan Love into the top 20. Um, I know the highest on Fantasy Pros, if we're looking at the ECR, uh, somebody has him as the QB 13. I think it's a little rich for me, but can I definitely see Jordan Love closing in? as like a mid QB teen, something like that, like QB 16, 17, 18, 19. Sure. I can definitely, I could definitely see him, uh, see him in there. Um, the running backs, Aaron Jones. I mean, he, he's kind of a mid RB two for me anyway. Like I don't really see him getting too wild in terms of where I'm going to rank him. I have him right now as my, if I could look on here, I have my RB16. It's right in line with 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 the consensus. Uh, there are some that'll that'll have them inside their top 12. Uh, it's possible that I move them up a couple spots, especially if they uh, if they really want to emphasize running the ball a little bit more. Now that Jordan Love is the starting quarterback, I could definitely see that, and maybe I'll make that move. Uh, AJ Dillon is outside my top 30. He'll probably be there, high end handcuff and a high end goal line candidate. But I just urge caution when when trying to draft AJ Dillon because he was one of those guys that everybody absolutely loved last year, and it just really didn't pan out on a on a game to game basis. He was really really inconsistent, but did end up finding himself uh, at towards the end of the year, from week twelve to week seventeen, I believe he had a touchdown in every single game for the Packers. And then for the wide receivers of of the Green Bay Packers, and you know this is aiming towards sort of the Christian Watson discussion. You know where where does this now leave Christian Watson? He definitely takes a little bit of a dip, but he's. I'm not gonna move him. I'm not gonna move him down too much. Um, I have my wide receiver twenty four. It's quite possible that I move him just outside my top 24 maybe he goes like wide receiver 26 or 27 but honestly I mean I just love Christian Watson so much as a talent that honestly I don't really see a need for me to just go and overreact to this news that Aaron Rodgers is no longer the the quarterback there and I would say for any dynasty players that especially teams maybe that are that are contending or maybe teams that you know are, are looking to contend, I would go to the Christian Watson manager and I would ask them, you know, it, it kind of probe and see where they're at now that Aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback in, in Green Bay, and then maybe maybe you do something where you where you're able to get Christian Watson on on the low, like if you're if you're sitting in the back end of the first round of a rookie draft and you're able to. Trade that first round pick for Christian Watson. I think I would do that, but it gets to a point like if, if you're in a 12 man dynasty league and you're sitting at uh 1 7 and you tr- are looking to trade 1 for, 7 for Christian Watson, I don't know if I would do that, but if you're extreme back like 1 9, 110, 111, 112, you just won the league and the price to get him would be one of those picks. I absolutely think I would do that. I would absolutely 100% consider that. I'm a believer in the talent of him. I think we've we've had this discussion now for the better part of a year, uh, going back to the prospect reports from last year, where Jake and I were very, very high on Christian Watson. And, and, and here we are, where we're talking about him in year two, uh, his first full year where we we're expecting really big things out of Christian Watson. He now is really the guy. In, in in Green Bay, and obviously they're going to bring in um, other options. I mean, I obviously mocked uh, Dalton Kincaid to the Green Bay Packers in my mock draft. I would expect the Packers to be drafting a wide receiver at some point. Romeo Dobbs is is coming back there, so there are definitely there are definitely options in the passing game uh, for the Green Bay Packers. I'm not saying that there are, that there's definitely not, but at the end but at the end of the day, Christian Watson is going to be expected to be at least. Uh, the guy that gets the most significant looks in the downfield passing game for the Green Bay Packers, and that's huge for for his fantasy value. I like him more non, but in in PPR, I'm not totally against Christian Watson at all. I mean, he's he's a special, special talent, and special, special talents find a way to get it done uh, at the end of the day. Um, and now the one that we're all waiting for, Aaron Rodgers. What is his fantasy value? Uh, curtail. What do you, what does everything look like with him? Uh, First of all, I think this is a great trade. This is a great trade for both parties. I think if you look at the Green Bay Packers, the Packers knew they had a problem on their hands. They had to get Aaron Rodgers out of town. They kind of held the Jets at ransom and said, you're going to give us what we want. And the one thing that they wanted was at least uh, hope that they're going to get a first-round pick uh, in next year's draft. They end up getting it where, barring something completely catastrophic happening in 2023 it feels like that the Packers are going to get that first round pick next year so they get that additional value they'll have two first round picks in the 2024 draft so good for them they get to move up two picks in Thursday's draft they get a second round pick in in Thursday's draft so all in all I think if they're if you were looking at can the Packers look to replenish their overall roster with this trade were they able to do it and the answer on paper is probably yes that they were in fact able to do it where Aaron Rodgers is now out of the building they have a young guy there that obviously they have a lot of faith in and he's going to be able now to we're gonna be able to see what what he has and if the Packers do stink and it doesn't work out They'll have their own first-round pick next year where they can potentially go and look at drafting a quarterback and in a perfect world where Aaron Rodgers plays more than 65% of the Jets' offensive snaps, they'll have the Jets' first-round pick, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, it shouldn't be too much of a detriment for the Jets to lose that pick if, if everything pans out in, uh, in, in their favor. But the Packers will have two first-round picks next year to replenish their roster, and they get an additional second-round pick this year to replenish their roster so a uh, good job by the Packers in terms of getting that value done and as for the Jets it was a very very good job from them I don't think that they are too upset with what they gave up to get to keep their first round pick in Thursday's draft that's a huge win for them yeah it stinks you had to give up the conditional second which could turn into a first next year that definitely does stink but at the but at the end of the day listen you're getting Aaron Rodgers everyone in the world knows that you need a quarterback you made it very very clear that you were in the market for a quarterback, uh, you kind of showed your hand before anything was put on the table, and you know you gotta you gotta you gotta roll with the punches a little bit. And the Jets had to; they got it done. And honestly, and you know, I, I said this before to a, to a couple of people when when the trade first came out, and I'll say I'll say it on here: it doesn't matter when you're giving up. I'll, I'll rephrase. It stinks that you have to give up a first-round pick because first-round picks in the National Football League are so much more valuable than they are in any other sport. But what I will say is if the Jets are going to go where they want to go with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, that first-round pick is going to be in the mid-20s anyway, if not later. So all in all, that first-round pick is completely insignificant to them. Now... If for whatever reason this entire season goes awry and Aaron Rodgers is not great and the Jets stink, they they get terrible play out of the quarterback position, the team stinks, they're injured, whatever, 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 and Aaron Rodgers is still playing and they're not gonna make looking like they're gonna make the playoffs, then this is an absolutely awful trade. But I don't anticipate that being a thing that happens. Uh, I think the Jets are going are going to be in that race in the AFC where you're looking at uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, if they can get Lamar Jackson back in tow, um, uh, Denver, the Chargers, th- those kind of teams where you're expecting them to contend and, and be relevant in the AFC. Jacksonville as well. I knew there was one more I was missing had to get that out before the Jacksonville Jaguars fans come at me you know you you would expect those teams to be very very much in in the in the thick of things the Jets are now very much in that conversation with without a doubt and the AFC is just going to be an absolute gauntlet uh this year uh, Aaron Rodgers a member of the New York Jets it is done it is dusted Hallelujah we can have the 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 discussions about the New York Jets and what they're going to look like throughout the offseason I know my my two co-hosts are absolutely thrilled by this, that you know they finally have Aaron Rodgers in tow. This is fantastic. I mean, Adam would probably wish that it were Derek Carr, but that's neither here nor there. It is Aaron Rodgers. He is, a, he is the quarterback for the New York Jets. Uh, please stay tuned for tomorrow, where Adam and I will be giving our bold predictions for the NFL draft. And then, of course, on Thursday, I'll be coming on in the morning doing a brief, maybe 30, 40-minute podcast about everything that's going on. It really depends on how much news I'm getting uh, Thursday morning, which if anything is like what today was, I'll be getting a ton of news that I'll be able to come on the podcast and and talk about. That will be on Thursday. Then Thursday night, Adam and I will be on right after the NFL Draft, well, night one of the NFL Draft is over. We will be uh, going through everything that happened night one when we're going pick by pick and discussing it and obviously we'll be looking at uh the more fantasy relevant picks so stay tuned for that and then we get to watch the rest of the draft over the weekend and then Jake and I will be back on Monday to look at the entire draft as a whole and discuss the most fantasy relevant things from that draft because of course this is a fantasy football podcast so uh Thank you very much for listening to the Ways Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the program. Uh, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening, and you will hear from Adam and I tomorrow when we go through our bold predictions for the NFL Draft, and we will meet you guys then. Bye-bye.